Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step-by-step step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. This is like the 17th time I've done this intro. <laughs> What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode number 443. And I can't believe that we are approaching 450 episodes here of the podcast. So much fun. And I know I've said it before, but uh, I'm just getting going here on the, uh, on the podcast. So much good stuff. Lots of um, new things coming your way, including, I'm so excited about to finally announce this to you. But the doors to my brand new program, Offer to Optimized, are open as of tomorrow, November 19th. Well, of course, depending on when you're listening to this episode. But yeah, doors are open to Offer to Optimize as of November 19th, and they're going to be open for a few days. Now, if you're like, what the heck is Offer to Optimized? OTO, as we like to call it internally in my, in my business, this is my new implementation and coaching program for online course creators who are looking to create consistent 5K month, revenue months in their business. So if you're an online course creator, maybe you've got a membership program or maybe you're an online coach and you've got an offer already and you're having trouble getting consistency in your business, an offer to optimize is for you. And this program is unlike anything that you've seen. And that's not some marketing, yeah, look at this thing. No, this is unlike anything that you've seen. And my team and I have been putting a ton of work into it. And I could not be more excited about the transformations that people are gonna have as they go through it. I'm really, really pumped about this program. So if you wanna learn more and enroll while enrollment is open, go to offertooptimized.com. O-F-F-E-R-T-O, optimized. Dot com. And again, doors are open for a few days, so get in there now, okay? All right, on today's episode, we've got a Q&A episode, but Q&A specifically around optimizing your business and your ads. So we're gonna talk about things like, you know, my ads are not converting. What's the first thing I should be looking at to try and figure out what's going on? How do I increase conversions from people who are on my wait list for my upcoming program or for my, for my when I reopen it? We're gonna talk about the learning phase in ads. We're gonna talk about hiring a VA for helping with your social media. We're gonna talk about blindly spending money on ads and what you can do to fix that. We're gonna talk about how live webinars are so draining <laughs> or live challenges are so draining and what to do instead. 
We're going to talk about how to prioritize your activities that you're spending your time on, all that types of fun stuff. I love these questions. And these are questions, by the way, that I have gotten from my optimized CEO Facebook group, which is our free Facebook group community for online course creators called Optimized CEO. And so if you're not in there, get in there and I'll link it up for you in the show notes for today's episode. So with that, let's cue the music and dive in. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right. As I mentioned at the top of the show, these questions that you're going to hear um, are taken from my Optimized CEO Facebook group. And I want to share these questions with you in an episode, in a Q&A episode, because these are, I mean, number one, they're great questions. Number two, I thought that so many people can learn from, these are very common questions that people have. And uh, frankly, regardless of where you're at in your business, these are going to be super helpful for you. Okay. So the first question is, my ads are not converting. So Facebook and Instagram ads. My Facebook and Instagram ads are not converting. What's the first thing I should look at to try and figure out what's going on? Okay. So this is a great question. I get this, as you might imagine, all the time. And you might be wondering this about your own ads. Well, first of all, just remember that there's a, there's a reason why my podcast is called The Art of Online Business and is formally known as The Art of Pay Traffic. Because figuring, like piecing all this together is an art, right? You are taking different pieces and trying to paint the picture of what's actually happening in your, in this case here, in your ad campaign. So if your ads are not converting, the first place I'm going to look at is... Well, I, I want to know, like, okay, if you're, I'm assuming that people are talking about conversion ads, right? So if they're not converting, we're going to say, all right, do you have the objective conversions? Are you using the conversions objective? And what that means is you're telling Facebook, Facebook, I want people to click on my ad, go to my external landing page. So my opt-in page, my registration page, whatever it is, and you want them to opt-in or convert or register. All right. And so that's the first thing. It's kind of like my TV isn't working. Well, is it plugged into the wall? Right. So are you using the right objective? And then once you've confirmed that, then I'm looking at, all right, what is my cost per lead? Is it crazy high or, you know, where, you know, how is that doing? How's the cost per lead doing or the cost per result? And then from there, I'm looking at the first that I want to look at after that is the conversion rate on the landing page. So what is the percentage of people who are landing on my landing page and actually taking the action that I want them to take? Are they opting in, registering, et cetera? Depending on what landing page tool that you're using, they're going to tell you right inside there. But you can also calculate it a couple different ways right inside of Ads Manager. So number one, don't look at the link clicks. Look at the landing page views, right? And you want to divide the results for that specific ad set divided by the landing page views. So if you have 50 leads on that ad set and you have 100 landing page views, then you have a 50%
conversion rate, which congratulations, that's awesome. You want at least a 20% conversion rate on a free opt-in or a free registration, that sort of thing. I'm not talking about a sales page conversion, okay? Now, by the way, Facebook has introduced finally a formula option. So you can go into the customized columns option under the performance dropdown and where that box pops up and you can select what stats you wanna look at where there's a little formula box or a little formula link, I should say, in the upper right-hand corner, and you can set up a formula. So that says, okay, divide the result, like the leads divided by the landing page views, and that will give you the, and you can set a percentage as a percentage, and it will tell you as a percent right inside of Ads Manager there, finally. And so you can set up different um, uh, calculations in there now, which is really cool. And so anyway, that's the, from a stats perspective, that's what I'm looking at. First and foremost, to try to figure out why my ads aren't converting. The other big thing, and I would say, and that's just kind of the, how am I diagnosing that my ads are not converting, right? And so if your landing page conversion rate is low, by the way, the first thing I'm going to look at is, is there consistency between the ad and the landing page? When people click on my ad, I want to make sure that they feel like they're in the exact right place on the landing page. Oh, I'm in there, I clicked here. Okay, cool, it's the same image or it's the same copy, it's the same headline. All right, I'm in the right place. Because if they feel like they're in the wrong place, boom, they're gone, they're out of there. And they're gonna bounce quickly. And not only is that gonna decrease your conversion rate, but that's also gonna affect the Facebook algorithm in learning about your ad. Because if people are clicking on your ad and they're either not making it to your landing page for any reason, or they're making it there and then bouncing really quickly and not converting, that is gonna hurt your ads. That's gonna hurt your ads, okay? And so the other big thing, if your ads are not converting, and where to look is, I'm looking at my target audience. And I don't necessarily mean that from a targeting perspective, like detailed targeting or what have you. I'm looking at, do I understand my target audience? I have mentioned this probably 5 million times, <laughs> right? And I say it all the time because it is so important. It's so important. You've got to understand your target audience. What challenges are they having? What pain points are they having? Where are they right now in their customer journey for your business, right? And then how do you solve that problem uniquely, it's about being in their head. It's about, and I don't mean that in a creepy way. I mean, it's being able to describe their problem, their pain point, their challenge better than they can. And then offering them the solution, which is what you have to offer. That's where you got to start. That's the work that no one wants to do. But yet that right there is the difference between ads that are going to be converting and ads that are just, that are going to not do very well. Of course, there's other factors in there. Do you have to have a campaign set up that makes sense and is an algorithm-friendly setup? Yes, absolutely. I've done other episodes about that. But you've got to understand your target audience. And then you're writing copy that aligns with that, right? You're coming up with different angles to speak to your target audience and not just being set on one specific angle. You're always testing new things. Okay. So that's a kind of a long answer more than I thought I would go into there, but that is what I'd look at. If your ads are not converting, those are the first things that I'm looking at to try to figure out what's going on. Okay. Second question is how do I increase conversions from people who are on my wait list for my program when I reopen it? So in other words, this person has a wait list 
and their program is currently closed. So when they people are on the wait list for to be the first to know for when they reopen the program. But they've done this in the past, apparently, and conversions were not very high. And so there's a couple of different things that you that you can do that number one, for people on your wait list, you want to treat them like VIPs, right? They've raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in your program and I'm going to join your wait list because I want to be the first to know when this program is open again. And so what I would do, what I would tell this person to, to do, and if this is something that you're thinking about, if you have a wait list for your program, number one, I would give them early access to your program or whatever it is, your membership, whatever it is that, you, that you've got going. I'd give them early access. And then I would give them a bonus in addition to that early access. You want them to feel special. And I don't mean that in like, I mean that in a genuine way. You want them to, to feel special, right? I don't love discounting across the board. I don't love discounting. Now, some people will give a discount to people on their wait list. That's okay, but I don't love it. I'd rather give another bonus or like a really valuable bonus, or maybe it's access to a different, you know, different product that you have, another course that you have, a mini training, whatever it is. And you're giving them early access before anybody else. And so that's what I would do. And I would warm them up in a way that is specific. Again, you're treating them special. That's specific to the people on your wait list. And so what can you be doing in a way of communicating with them to make them feel special and let them know, hey, you've got something really cool coming up specifically for them, all right? Another thing that you can do, another idea that you can do is, and we're gonna do this, I was gonna do this for this launch specifically of Offer to Optimize, but frankly, we just didn't, we weren't able to do it just from a timing perspective, right? But check out, I would check out Community, which is a text messaging tool, right? And it's exactly what it sounds, you know, like when, when, um, when I almost went the stars, like Hollywood people say, Hey, text me. Many of them are using, that's an actual phone number, right? It's, and it's not their cell phone number, but it's a, many of them are using this tool called community. And what it is, is exactly what it sounds like. You can build a community of people that you're able to text with and build a relationship with. And it's, you know, it's access and all that stuff. So that might be a cool way to, again, make the people on your wait list feel special and create like a VIP experience for them is where you invite them to join you in your community, community, (laughs) and then, you know, whatever, give them behind the scenes of your launch, give them, you know, special content, whatever it is, right? And that's going to increase your conversions from people who are on your, on your wait list. All right. The next question is, what is the deal (laughs) what's the deal with the learning phase when I'm running my Facebook and Instagram ads? What's the deal with the learning phase when I'm running my Facebook and Instagram ads? Yes. (laughs) What is the deal with the learning phase? That darn learning phase. Okay. So the learning phase. So number one, inside of ads manager, under the status column, you will often see where it says, it'll say learning or active or learning limited. And this occurs a couple of different times. So number one, if you just launch your campaign, if you just launch your ads, you're going to see that learning status. Or if you have made a, what Facebook refers to as a significant edit to your existing ad set or ads, then it will kick it back into the learning phase. 
Okay. And so basically what's going on here is this is all related to Facebook's delivery system for the ads. And each time the ad is shown, right, the delivery system is learning where the conversions are happening, where the actions are happening, meaning time of day, targeting, the placement, all that stuff, right? And so we want the more that your ad is shown, then the better the delivery system is learning to optimize your ad's performance, okay? And so the learning phase is that period when the delivery system is still learning about how to get you the results that you're looking for. And when you choose conversions as your objective, for example, then that delivery system needs to see about 50 conversions per seven days or over seven day period, I should say. And so that learning phase is trying to get you to those 50 conversions over seven days as quickly as possible based on your budget and all that stuff, right? But it's trying to get you to that seven, the 50 conversions within that seven day period so that you can get out of the learning phase, all right? Now, if your ad set is not getting, if it's not pacing or getting you those 50 conversions over seven days, right, then that's when you're going to see that learning limited, meaning that the delivery system isn't getting enough data for you to get you out of that learning phase. And that's not a good thing. And there's a lot of different reasons why that can happen. Maybe I'll do a different episode, you know, specifically about the learning phase. If that's something that you that you want, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Rick Mulready and just let me know. Happy to do that. But this whole learning phase is something that trips up a lot of people, right? So one way to think about it is if you know roughly, roughly how much that you spend or that you should be spending on per lead, let's just say just as a number, right? Your lead cost is $8, and you need to get 50 conversions over seven days, well, that's roughly seven conversions per day. And if your average lead cost is gonna be, let's just say $8, you need to be spending about 50 to $60 a day in order to get, you know, to get those 50 conversions over, over a week, right? Now, I also hear, I hear, I get these questions a lot in the Optimize CEO Facebook group and stuff like that. And people are like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so guru is telling me like, I need to, you know, instead of doing conversions because I can't get 50 conversions at my, at my budget, that I should do traffic as an objective. And unless you're doing like you're selling directly from your ad, I don't recommend that, right? You want to tell Facebook what you want to achieve, and then your budget needs to help the delivery system get you the results that the delivery system needs and that you want, obviously, right? And so this is part of when I start talking about an algorithm-friendly setup for your ad campaign, this is part of what I'm talking about, right? Facebook's machine learning, that delivery system that's going on in the background is a whole lot smarter than, than you, me, and everybody, and it's trying to get you the results because if it's getting us results, what are we going to do? We're going to spend more money, right? And so this is part of it, getting out of that learning phase. But that is what the learning phase is. Now, I will tell you just as a quick example here before I go on to the next question. So at the time recording this, last a week ago, so this would have been in early November, Facebook had a, a glitch, a pretty widespread 
glitch where they rejected a whole bunch of ads that shouldn't have been rejected. They uh, disabled a whole bunch of accounts that shouldn't have been disabled. And they fixed this, you know, like, like we had a whole bunch of ads that were rejected that should not have been rejected. And I kept, he- I kept hearing from students like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? I got a whole bunch of ads rejected or my account got shut down and all this stuff. This was a big glitch, should not have happened. Facebook corrected it fairly quickly, but which is, which is nice. But what that did is that it took our ads. I'll just speak from us and all of you, actually, if this happened to you, what happened was by Facebook rejecting the ads and then putting them back in after or disabling your account and then, you know, and then fixing it so that your ads start running again. Well, we all got taken out of the delivery system. We all get taken out of the flow of the delivery system. And so we lose all the momentum that we had. And so now we get put back in, let's just say a few hours later. Well, holy cow, a few hours later in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads delivery in the background, that delivery system, that's a whole a whole lot of ch- Like the conditions change by, by milliseconds, right? So several hours. And frankly, when we, we struggled for a few days to kind of regain that momentum from our ads because of that bug that happened. And so what happened was, is we get kicked back into the learning limited because we all of a sudden weren't getting the, the number of conversions that we needed over that seven day period. Like the pacing wasn't where it should have been. So we had to really work to get our campaign um, back on track. And so anyway, that my friend is what the, what the learning phase is all about. Okay. Shifting gears with this uh, next question, a little bit longer one. So let me read it to you kind of paraphrase a little bit. So this question revolves around how to bring in a virtual assistant to help with sort of social media creation and scheduling. So this person says, I come up with the content, I create my posts in Canva, then I schedule it in Buffer, and then I tie the content in with my blog, podcast, and YouTube channel. I'm not exactly sure how that what that means, the tie the content in, but just letting you know what they're saying here. They say, I can do all that seamlessly, but it takes me two hours on Saturday to create content and record my videos, which I should be doing, and then go off to my video editor who has them back in time for Sunday morning for me to do the rest. Not really sure what the rest means, but that then takes four hours every week, which I'd rather not do. And that's before I get to my newsletter. (laughs) I'm not sure if I need a VA, yes, or someone else to outsource to. And is it a good idea to look for a VA in the Philippines to do social media, right? And do I outsource all of it in one go or build up what they do? And They said, sorry if that's not a clear question, but that's definitely on my mind at the moment. So this is super common, right? So obviously social media for this person is taking a long time to do. If you've not yet listened to the uh, episode I, I recently did here on the show talking about repurposing content, so my optimized content strategy where you're doing one foundational piece of content every single week, whether it's your podcast or YouTube video or an Instagram live or whatever it is, and then setting up a process for repurposing that content across different platforms, definitely listen to that. Okay. And so what this person is describing is 100% something that can be outsourced. Now they said, I can do all that seamlessly, but it takes me two hours on Saturday to create the content and record my videos, which I should be doing. So recording the videos, 100%. 
And I don't know if, and, and they, they also said, I do my podcast. So the podcast and the videos are 100% things that they should be doing. But once those things are done, then that should set off a process, right? A system of things that are happening to get that content repurposed, get it posted in this case here, she's using Buffer, get it posted into, into Buffer, and then it's, it's hands off. Right. And so she says, I come up with the content and I create my posts in Canva, then schedule and buffer and tie in all the other blog, podcast, and YouTube channel. So coming up with the content, yes, she should be doing. So for you, for everybody listening, if this is if this sounds like, you know, if you're nodding your head, you're like, yeah, this is totally me. You create the content, right? You're creating the content that only you should be creating. But then creating posts in Canva, scheduling and buffer all that different types of stuff? No, have somebody else do that, right? And the idea is to create a process for this and then outsource it. So you wanna record yourself doing all of these activities, doing these things like, all right, how do you create your posts in Canva? So you can create templates in Canva, for example. You create a bunch of different templates in there, boom, you're done. And then somebody else goes in there and updates the different templates are, you know, one or two of the templates each week to post on social media, for example, or into, you know, buffer or whatever that you're doing. Then scheduling, absolutely somebody else should be doing that for you. Okay. And so definitely go back. If you've not yet listened to that episode, it's within the past couple of weeks here, talking about my optimized content strategy, where I talk all about leveraging and repurposing um, the content. But this is about doing this process once, recording yourself doing it, and then you can have somebody else write out the steps. So you don't have to write out the steps yourself. You just record yourself doing it. So use Loom, which is completely free, you know, record your screen of you doing it. Okay. And then hiring a VA to do this? Absolutely. Can you hire a Filipino VA to do this? Absolutely. Again, this is about creating the exact process that you want to happen in order for these things to, to, to happen. So again, cre- record your screen doing these things, hire a VA to write out the steps for you, and then they simply follow the steps, okay? What you can do with this too is you could batch a whole month's worth of content and then you hand it off. But it's about creating that process, you know, creating the process first and then having other people implement it for you. This, my friend right here, is a CEO activity. So you're doing the content that only you should be doing. Then you're creating the process to get it outsourced and then finding that, finding that person to take care of it. Now, granted, if you're further along and you have like a project manager, an integrator or whatever, they can do this for you. But if you're not there yet, these are CEO activities that are going to free up a ton of your time. And this person saying takes two hours on Saturday to create the content and record the videos and then goes off to the video editor, that then takes four hours every week after that. So she could be saving herself four hours every week. Well, the idea is, okay, now, once you've freed up those four hours, ensuring that you're spending those four hours on revenue generating activities, CEO level activities, okay? And then finally, her question about, do I outsource all of it in one go or build up what they do? It doesn't sound like anything in this question here is something that as long as there's a process there that could not be completely outsourced all at the same time, right? Now, if we're talking 
writing the newsletter, for example, it's probably going to be a different skill set than hiring a VA to do these types of things. Certainly not impossible to have one person do all this stuff. But if that's an example of what this person's looking to do, that's a different story. But out, like outsourcing all the different things from, from a social media perspective and posting and creating the posts and all that stuff, 100% outsourceable for sure. Next question. I do not want to do... This is more of a statement. <laughs> I don't want to do another live webinar. It was so draining. Same with challenges where I do a challenge and then I'm showing up in, you know, for Facebook Live and what have you. It's so draining. Looking for a different alternative. <laughs> so I'm laughing because this was so me, right? Now, I love webinars. Love them. I've been doing them for just about seven years now and love them. So I totally get, and I'm, I'm a very intro, I'm an introvert. Totally, you might not know that, but I'm very introverted. So when I do a webinar, man, I amp it up. Same thing, same thing with these podcast episodes. I amp up that energy, right? But I also get, I'm all, obviously, as you can tell, hopefully, that I'm super excited whenever I'm teaching this stuff. And so, but if I do a webinar, man, I'm toast after that for a little while. And so if I do two webinars in a day, man, look out. <laughs> I'm pretty, I am, I am, uh, I am, I'm toast after that. So what I did in 2017, I've been doing webinars for a lot, for at that point for three years and I'd also tried a, a video series style launch, you know, where it's a scripted video series and I'm in front of the camera. Holy cow. I would rather stick a fork in my eye than do another video series like that. That, it, that was not for me. I hated the process. I wrote all the scripts. I'm so not a script writer. Like it was just, it was miserable, right? Now, granted, the, the launch was really successful, but I was miserable in the process. So I was like, never again am I going to do a video series launch. And so... What I decided to do in 2017 was I was like, you know what? I'm looking for a different way. Like I like the live webinars just I, I love it. I'm just looking for to try something new. And that's when I came up with the optimized launch method, which you know I'm teaching inside the optimized CEO Facebook group uh, this week, right? And so if you want if you're if there's still time to register for that, by the way, if you want to register, rickmulready.com forward slash live training rickmulready.com forward slash live training. You can register for it. But I created the optimized launch method because for this exact reason where I wanted to do live teachings over a period of time and I just wanted to just give content, right? A webinar, you get to be really, you're, you're, you're kind of saddling, if you will, content and case studies and testimonials and then shifting into the pitch and all that stuff. And, you know, there's an art to it, right? Whereas I was just looking for something super effective and super easy. And so that's what this launch method was, the optimized launch method. And if you heard the previous episode, right, with Brandy Miles, because she's somebody I taught the optimized launch method to, she has crushed it and done almost a half a million dollars over a little, in a little over a year's time using this launch method. And it's what I love about it. It's super low stress. You can literally do it with your phone. You don't need fancy equipment or anything like that. And so to answer this person's question, I would just try the optimized launch method. Absolutely. Where, yeah, you get to show up on camera, but if you don't want to be on camera, then just do slides. Like Just whatever works for you, right? When I first did it, I was on camera a little bit, but then I had a whole bunch of slides. And then I kind of shifted. I was more on camera. 
And so that's the beauty of it is you get to feed off of the energy from the people that are in the launch with you and engage with them. And, and you get to sort of adapt as you go. Like, what are they, what are they needing? Okay, cool. You can do that and incorporate it. It's super low stress and it, and it has been the most effective way to launch my programs in my business. And so that's what I would do. If you are feeling like live webinars are super draining and, or if you're trying challenges or what have you, then I would encourage you to check out my optimized launch method. Okay. All right. Next question going back to ads is I feel like I'm blindly spending money on my Facebook and Instagram ads right now. What can I do to fix this? I want you to raise your hand right now as you're listening, raise your hand right now. If you can relate to this, if you feel like, yeah, I'm blindly spending money on my ads. I have no idea if they're working or even getting me any results. So first thing to think about if this is you, right? If you feel like you're blindly spending money on your ads, number one, I'd ask you, I'd be asking yourself, and this is kind of like one of those things like, oh, my TV isn't working. Is it plugged into the wall? Is do you have a clear strategy for why you are running your ads? If you say to me, if, if you ask me a question about your ad campaign, nine, 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 nine times out of 10, I'm going to say, why, my first question to you is, why are you running ads? What are you trying to accomplish? And the reason for this, the strategy question is so important is what you do is you work backwards from your end goal. Okay. So if your goal is to run ads to a lead magnet, for example, that eventually leads into an email marketing campaign that eventually leads into a sale. Okay, cool. You work backwards from the end goal, meaning I want to make sales and I'm going to test out this method of making sales by exactly what I just mentioned. I want to get people into a live, excuse me, to, to a lead magnet and then they opt in. And then I do some email marketing and I lead them to the purchase or the, the, the offer right? And so that is a strategy to test out. And so what you would do is you're optimizing for the first conversion in your funnel, which is that lead magnet, but then you can assign a value to when somebody purchased from you, let's just say you're leading them to a $97 course or whatever it is. Well, you can create a conversion that is worth quote unquote $97. You put the $97 value as that conversion, and then you can look at that conversion data right inside of ads manager. So you can see, oh, I'm spending $200 on this ad set. This is how many leads I have. This is how much I'm paying per lead. And then, oh, I've made four sales. So I've made roughly $400. You can see that all within ads manager. So that is how you get very clear on the ROI of your ads. Now, of course you can pull in columns, they, they have data reporting right inside of ads manager that is ROAS, for example, which is return on ad spend. So that'll give you like a decimal point, like 1.2 or 2.5 or whatever. So it's going to tell you what your return on ad spend is when you're using a value for the conversion. But you've got to be clear on what you're looking to accomplish or what you're looking to get accomplished, I should say, with your ad campaign. Why are you running ads in the first place. If likewise, just another example, if you're doing it to a, an inexpensive offer, let's just say you're sending, sending an ad to whatever, $17 offer. And then you have upsells built into that funnel on the back end of that original offer. Well, to make sure that you're not blindly spending money. And I always talk about this is 
you got to be tracking your numbers. You have to be tracking your conversion rates. You have to be tracking your revenue throughout your funnel. Because when you have insight into your numbers there, remember, my friend, this is all just math. Hazardous math. Your business is just math. So when you know your numbers, you get to figure out, oh, this isn't working. Okay. What can I do to shift this? Oh, this is working. Let's do more of that. Let's double down on that. Right. What I'm describing to you is exactly what I helped my former accelerator member, Ashley Shaw. They just, they recently just had a baby and I've interviewed her on the podcast here a couple times. But when I first started working with them, she and her husband, Bill, she was doing about $10,000 a month in her business in June of 2019. Well, it's November of 2020. And I just got a message literally earlier this week from on Voxer from them. And they just hit seven figures in their business. Earlier this year, they hit their first six-figure month in April of 2020. So less than a year later, they went from 10K a month to 100K in a month because what we did was I work with them on exactly what we're talking about here, knowing your numbers in your funnel so that they're not blindly spending money on the ads and they're knowing exactly what they should and shouldn't be touching in their funnel in order to optimize it, okay? All right, couple more questions here. So this person says, I tend to struggle with what to focus on and prioritize my time when I'm coming up with an effective marketing plan to scale the business. So they're, they're essentially saying, if I wanna scale my business from a marketing perspective, what activities should I be prioritizing in my business? right? And I call this is a concept that I call the key three. And the key three is all about exactly what this is talking about here, discovering and focusing on the most important or the key three activities that will have the biggest impact on your business. And so you've all heard the 80-20 principle, right? Well, the key three is more so about the 95-5, right? What is the 5% that I should be working on in my business that are gonna, that's going to have 95% of the results, that's going to move the needle the most. And so as I look and I, as I coach people on prioritizing the activities in their business so that they're focusing on CEO level activities or, or becoming the optimized CEO of their time. Now, here are some examples of, of key three. Selling, right? Selling. If you are not yet at seven figures, selling, 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 selling. And I don't mean that in a swarmy kind of way. But you need to be selling. You need to be, you know, you need to be putting your offer out there. Selling. Selling. <laughs> I have a list in um, I'm looking at a slide right now where I where I teach the key three. And the first three things are selling, selling, and selling. Those are the th- those are top activities that you need to be doing as an optimized CEO. Okay. Other examples for you. I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Selling is absolutely the most important activity because look, my friends, we're in business right? And we are in business to help people and generate revenue. We have to remember that serving is selling and selling is serving. So if we are not focused on selling, then we don't have a business. So selling, other examples of key three activities include like strategic thinking, like how do you improve the business overall? How do you optimize the business? Creating offers. And by the way, there's, there's, Sometimes it gets thrown around that offer, like I'm making an offer or I'm creating an offer, I'm working on an offer, means that you're like actually doing a webinar or doing a sales funnel for the offer. 
I'm talking about you're creating a new product, if you will, to sell. You're creating a new program. You're creating a new course. You're creating a new coaching, whatever it is. That's what I mean, creating offers. Other examples of key three activities, you're being the face of your business. You're creating content that only you should be creating, like a podcast or YouTube videos, for example. Other examples, you're looking at the numbers in your business and strategizing how to improve upon those numbers. Notice I said you're looking at the numbers. I didn't say you're pulling the numbers. Somebody else should be doing that for you. You are creating the vision for your business. You're planning out in your business. You're planning out six, 12 months. What needs to get done? You're setting the roadmap, right? You're creating the values, the culture. You're growing your team if that's what you want to do. These are all examples of what I call key three activities. These are where you should be spending your time and prioritizing, right? Inside the Optimize CEO Facebook group, I have a whole exercise of uh, auditing your time. When people join Accelerator, it's one of the first things that we have them do. Audit your time. Where are you spending your time? Because very quickly, we'll be able to get a sense of where, obviously what they're spending their time on, but also as a result, it will directly correlate to the revenue that they're making or lack thereof. Okay. So audit your time, find out where you're spending your time. What types of activities are you spending your time on? And the idea is to get to the point. And I know that this is not some often not an overnight thing, but get to the point where you're spending your time on those key three activities. Okay. All right. Last question here for the Q and a, I'm launching pretty consistently and I'm overwhelmed with having to come up with new content each time. Any suggestions on what to do here? Absolutely. Reuse the same content, right? Don't feel like you, if this is you, if you, if you launch on a consistent basis and you're like, oh man, I have to create new content. I have to write new emails, right? Or I have to like change up your webinar, what have you. Uh, no, you don't right? Don't feel like you have to recreate the wheel every time. Just relaunch it because we assume that people are going to remember that exact email or that exact slide that you said on your, on your, on your webinar, what have you. Uh, here's a newsflash. They're not going to. <laughs> okay. So save yourself, like give yourself some grace there and you can absolutely just reuse content in your launch. Your pre-launch emails, your um, your card open emails, your reminder emails, all the different stuff. Reuse it, right? Now, of course, you do want to take the learnings from your previous launch, if you've done launches before, and optimize based on the findings. So after you do your launch, you do your download of what worked and what didn't work, and then you make improvements right? So those are changes that you can make, but don't feel like you have to create all new content each time. No, just reuse it, repurpose it. Don't reinvent the whole wheel. Okay. That should take the pressure off. Like I was talking to somebody recently and they were talking about, yeah, I have to change this up every time. I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, holy cow, I would drive myself crazy if I had to do that. And keep in mind, right? That People are very likely, if you're launching in your business, people are going to go through your launch several times before they buy from you. They need to hear the exact same thing from you before making a decision. Okay. So don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel every single time. 
that you're launching. Just repurpose, reuse the same content from launch to launch. Now, granted, if you've been doing the same thing for five years, okay, think think about updating things accordingly. If you need to, the case might not even be that such that you have to update but the most important thing is as you if, is is that you are learning from launch to launch to launch and then you're optimizing what worked what didn't work and when i say optimizing what worked meaning do more of that like oh this email got a crappy open rate and the click rate in that email was not very good okay maybe you need to update that email and the subject line to improve the open rate that sort of thing that's what i'm talking about making updates to, but don't feel like you have to reinvent new content for every launch. Okay. I actually only got through about three quarters of the questions. Uh, so I'm going to do another Q and a coming up here. I didn't want to go too long here in this episode, but, um, really, really good questions. You can see the types of conversations that we're having inside the optimized CEO Facebook group. Love the community. If you're not in there, get in there. Uh, if you're an online course creator looking to scale your business to six or seven figures, Uh, that community is for you. And also don't forget doors to offer to optimize my brand new implementation and coaching program. They're open as of Thursday, November 19th. And they're going to be open for a few days. And so again, this is the, this is my new implementation, implementation, implementation and coaching program for online course creators who are looking to create consistent 5k revenue months. So if you've already got an offer and you're struggling getting momentum in that in your business with that, this course is uh, for you. I am so, so excited about it. So if you want to uh, learn more and enroll, go to offertooptimized.com, offertooptimized.com. Everything will be linked up over on my website. I just pointed for some reason in the air as I said that. Like you can see me pointing over to my whiteboard. <laughs> offertooptimized.com um, will have all the information there for you. So. That's all for today, my friend. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Super appreciate you. I'll see you right right back here for the next episode here on the Art of Online Business Podcast. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.